0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Yeah, I have a quandary I need to get into in the middle of the hour about wearing nice clothes to work and it doesn't involve my Crocs that I wore tonight anyway four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is that number that's four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero I need to pay this off because I teased it in the last uh, segment but I didn't get to it the NFL is trying to ban the brotherly shove the tush push if you will getting behind the quarterback and pushing him using another player to push him for a first down him taking a snap and just people getting behind him and pushing him is this something that bothers you Does that play bother you? Now, you all know what uh, Philadelphia did last year and continues to do. They continue to make yardage doing that. It seems to be a play that is, it's not impossible to defend, but it's all about leverage. And whenever you have somebody pushing someone else, it's kind of tough to stop them. Is it really that egregious though? Is it really like ruining the sport? That you want to get it out. And this is another thought I had. And I'd love for someone, I'd love for fans to describe this to me. Again, at 412-928-9370 on our Twitter line. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge, Jeep Ram, Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. How do you adequately officiate that? Let's say it's illegal, right? They'd have to be really touchy with aiding and abetting, if you will, a runner right? Because if a guy flies in there and he says, oh, I thought I saw the ball squirt loose. I was just flying in there and happened to make contact with the quarterback. Or I just ran in there and, you know, those guys are pushing him back and I'm just, I'm not pushing him. I'm just neutralizing him. Like it's an added layer. Is this really what we want in our games? And especially this game, in the NFL, do we want another layer of subjectivity where the officials are now given Another penalty, they could potentially call. I haven't made up my mind fully on this. I'd probably have to see. This is the bad part, and they don't really test rules like sometimes uh, the NBA or other leagues will test rules in preseason or things like that, and then figure out if they want to roll them out when the games count for real. I would have to see it called five, eight, ten times, and say, "Okay, I agree with everyone." Or I'd have to see it, like, maybe be borderline and it not called, and then say, all right, I agree with the no call. Like, I have to see it put into practice, I guess, before I decide exactly how I feel about that. And that's not great for sports talk radio. You want the host to come down real hard on one side or real hard on the other. But I got to see it with my own eyes before I truly decide how I feel about that. But my knee-jerk reaction is, I don't know if I want the officials. They have this big, long list. They've got holding. They've got unsportsmanlike conduct. They have tripping. They have defensive pass interference, offensive pass interference. They have all the substitution infractions. They have all that kind of stuff. Delay of game. Do I want that big, long card that you see sometimes All the hand signals and what they mean. When you're like a little kid, you look at it and you're like, oh, the arms crossed. That means delay of game. When he grabs his wrist, that means a hold, right? Do you want to go ahead and put another one of those in and add another layer of the refs have the ability to call now a different penalty in the NFL? I just don't know. How do you feel about it, though? Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. that's a number. Something else here, watching the Philadelphia Phillies last night, because oddly enough, I have the mental capacity to run two topics at the same time, concurrently. We can do that here on this show. So I was watching the Phillies last night, and I caught myself, not in a a bad way, I guess. I just caught myself, I guess, watching and rooting for the Phillies, and then... As I was leaving here, as I was driving home, I said to myself, and I was on Route 28, and I said, "Wait a minute! I think I just rooted for a Philadelphia team. I like Bryce Harper. I like what they're all about." And I read something from the Arizona Republic uh, today, where it said, "In I'm paraphrasing here, that the Philadelphia Phillies are like that that uh, Neanderthalish beer league softball team that doesn't cut his hair cut cut its hair." And barely uh, showers and shows up at the softball tournament, still hung over, beats your brains in, drinks all your beer, and then gets in a fist fight in the parking lot and wins that too. You know, they wrote something like that in the Arizona Republic. And it's pretty accurate. You know, they kind of become the bullies and the ones that don't look all that great doing it. They just do it. They're just there to kick your ass. And I, there's a certain love affair with them, especially with Bryce Harper for me, you know, and watching that. But then I stopped and I said, wait a minute. You're supposed to, living on this side of the state, swear off all things Philadelphia. You're not supposed to like them. And then it springboarded a question, if that's a word, but it's going to be. It springboarded a question for me at 412 928 9370. That's 412 928 9370. And it's this Is there a team that, under no circumstances, you could ever root for. Because I thought for me it was the Philadelphia teams. I thought it was all those teams. But I have, I guess, maybe softened in my old age. I've started to root for the Philadelphia Phillies. And I said, you know, it's kind of harmless rooting for the Phillies. Now, I do know there is no way. Well, this is the rub. I want to say there's no way I can root for the Cleveland Browns. I can't stand the Cleveland Browns. What the Baltimore Ravens are to the younger generation, people younger than me, maybe in their 20s and 30s, the Browns are that for me because I remember the original Browns. And I went to a game at Cleveland Stadium while the Browns were still the Browns before they moved. And minding our business, not bothering anybody, not all decked out in Steeler gear. We just had black stuff on. I think we had a Steeler Tossel cap on. This would have been 93 or 94. I think they're – yeah, 92 or 93 – People throwing stuff at us, swearing at us, grown men trying to fight us. We had, we were like 16-year-old kids, wanted nothing to do with it. We're just minding our business. I forever will hate all things Cleveland Browns. I hate their fans. I hate their franchise. I hate their logo. I hate everything about them. I do. I hope they go 0-17 every year. So I can never find myself wanting to root for them, ever. But there might be one circumstance. If there is an opportunity for the Steelers to make the playoffs, if, say, the Browns are out of it, and the Steelers are tied with the Ravens or the Bengals, and they need a win from the Browns, right? They need help from the Browns. I've thought about that, and even then, this is honestly... It would be tough for me still to root for the Cleveland Browns. I might say, you know, I can't find it in me to root for the Browns. i just assume the Steelers not make the playoffs. Because, and I can excuse it away like this. If the Steelers would have taken care of their own business earlier in the year, they wouldn't be in this position. It's their fault. It's up to them. They screwed it up. They shouldn't have to rely on the Browns. I can't root for the Cleveland Browns. So I do think there is a team that I can never find it within me to root for. Is there a team for you that you could never, I mean ever, under any circumstances, root for? 412-928-9370. Fan Hotline, presented by Nemecol. And around every corner, Nemecol creates real-life magic for guests. Urkel, you're on the fan. Hi, Urkel. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Yeah, two teams I
0: can't root for. uh, The Flyers, definitely can't do that. And I can never root for the Braves because of the 1992 uh, NLCS.
1: How and, would um, you How would you play the scenario I laid out? Because I feel the same way about the Browns. But yeah,
0: that's I mean that's really tough. I mean, if if we need help in some situation, I mean, I would hate to be like, oh, I'd rather have the Braves lose than the than the Pirates go to the World Series or whatever it is, get to the playoffs. But. I don't know, man. I I was just so heartbroken from that. I still haven't gotten over it. I mean, they're they're kind of a fun team to watch, but I don't want to see them do anything anymore.
1: Yeah, I probably tend to agree with you. You know, now the Braves, it's been so far long ago that I don't want to see them win, but it doesn't kill me when they do, you know, because they've turned over. It's no longer Bobby Cox. It's not Leo Mazzoni. It's not those guys. And you're right. They do bring a fun quotient. I don't find myself rooting for them. But I don't vehemently root against them. I just can't do that. But the Browns are it for me. They just are. Back to that tush push. Which I don't like that word. It's just weird. That's why I call it the brotherly shove. Which is much better, I think. Being because, too, like, it's a band of brothers. It's Philadelphia. All that. It's, it's a much better name for that. The brotherly shove. And it's a shove. So I'll go with that. So the brotherly shove. If you outlaw it. I guess it just goes away, all right, it's out of the game, and nobody will ever try it again. But I can see in our overly officious society, and particularly our overly officious way that we call football games, I could see someone throwing a flag and thinking that it happened, right? Like, what happened to simply being bigger, stronger, meaner, and tougher than the people across... The line of scrimmage. You know, why can't that happen? Because in so many instances when there is the shove, everybody in the stadium and on television in all of America knows that it's coming. They do. do. So why can't the linebackers and the people who are playing along the defensive front, why can't they just be lower, meaner, stronger, and nastier than the guys across the scrimmage line? That's something I've never figured out. It's a game built on leverage. It's a game built on getting lower. It's a game built on being tougher. And it's, you know, as the famous NFL films goes, this is why we lift all M weights. I mean, that's why. In that very moment. So that's where they are with it. I, You know what? I've decided. I'm here for it. Leave it in the game. Leave it in the game. Because whenever someone does stop it, when you do stop that brotherly shove, it will. it is a moment of just defensive bliss people are going to celebrate and go crazy and go nuts and go wild and then if you can figure out a way to counteract it it will give offenses a it'll give them a second look at well maybe we shouldn't run this thing the other part of it there's got to be a fake brotherly shove coming soon you know like the fake spike that people have run in different times marino ran a couple different people have run it in their career the fake clock, spike it, and then whoo, right down the sideline, there goes a the receiver, home run ball, come on, touchdown, let's go. That has to be coming soon, even from the Eagles or from someone. I'm going to fake like I'm going to shove it, and then whoo, right around then, scampers 53 yards, TD, score, six, let's kick the extra point. That has to be coming soon. Leave it in the game. We're, we're trying to do too much, I think. We are. We're trying to officiate too much in a game where it's built on being mean. If they want to take out the things where guys get absolutely clotheslined across the middle, decapitated across the middle, and get smashed across the middle, I can understand it for the sake of safety. Nobody gets hurt on that brotherly shelves, uh play. They, they don't. It is – it's football at its finest, you know? It's what it's built on. It's just being strong and mean and nasty and low. Matt's on the turnpike. Matt's on the fan. How you doing, Matt? Hey, Colin. Hey, Matt. I got, I got the problem with the brotherly
2: shove is not the play itself. It's the fact that they've allowed anybody at any time to push a runner or a player from behind. That didn't used to happen. This isn't rugby. The brotherly shove Is a great play that only Philadelphia can run. Very other, very few teams can mimic what Philadelphia does. If they limit or get rid of that stupidity of pushing people from behind and creating a rugby scrum, we might solve some of this problem.
1: Well, I don't understand what you're saying. What do you mean you don't understand what I'm saying? I don't understand what you're saying. I don't see it as a problem. I don't see.
2: I don't see the play as a problem either but the pusher from behind which is what everybody doesn't like about the play
1: I don't is, think that's the part that people don't like I think well I think that's just a portion of what people don't like people
2: to get rid of the shot from behind it's just a quarterback speak then it's man on man down in the trenches and the, and the Eagles have the strongest quarterback in the league
1: then you can say it's 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 a uh, That's why we lift all them weights. Well, here's the other part, though, Matt. Linebackers push defensive linemen all the time to push them into the wash to create uh, havoc all the time.
2: Do they create a rugby scrum when they do that? No, they they fill a gap. Well, the problem with pushing from behind is you've already got a man stood up or stopped, and then two linemen come in who weigh 400 pounds apiece. And just slam into the back of that guy, no and move him ahead three, four, five yards. There's
1: no team with two linemen with four that weigh 400 pounds. I exaggerate. Yes, you are. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is that number. You, there are obviously there are people to get it that are for getting it out of the game. I'm just not one of them. I can understand where you are. I just I don't know how you can't counteract it. I don't because every time I've ever seen it run. Everybody in the world knows that it's coming. Anyway, I was put in a position on Monday night where lying probably would have been easier for me. I don't like to lie. I don't lie. So I had to tell the truth. And when I told the truth to about 10 different people, it was painful each time. Should I have simply just, well, lied? I'll run this past you coming up next. 412 here on The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.